0: Sometimes in business, you get to do some ridiculously fun things. And yesterday afternoon, I got the chance to interview someone who I first saw on stage in 1985, went on to become a UK number one recording artist. And I'll head over to the interview now and I'll be introducing you to the very wonderful Clive Jackson, better known as the Doctor from Doctor
1: and the Medics.
0: And welcome to the Networking Retreat audio show, with advice, hints and tips on business and networking. Presented by your host, author of Business Networking for Dummies, Stefan Thomas. I can't remember what number in the series of Lockdown Leverage we're at, but this is um, the final interview I'm doing in this part of the series. I suspect very much that there will be more and and talking to people whose businesses fundamentally changed as a result of lockdown as a result of the pandemic talking to businesses that really had to rethink what they were doing and had a very different 2020 than, than they were expecting and I'm really thrilled to bring on someone that I've been in touch with since about 1984 and I know doesn't consider himself a business person, even though that's what we're going to be talking about this afternoon. So I am thrilled to be talking to Clive Jackson, better known as the doctor from Doctor and the Medics. Um, Live and direct from somewhere cold in Wales, I think you told me, Clive. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Stefan. Yeah, I've just turned off my, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in my little office here in uh, the Brecon beacons and my, my my heater makes a noise so it's turned off so if anyone sees me turning blue and icicles appearing I will suffer for my heart darling I'm a professional I can work through it um it's funny sorry just to just to get the ball rolling when you said um you know not a businessman um I do you know I don't have any management I don't have anything I run the business for of doctor and the medics the day-to-day the logistics the accounts uh, and everything and the funny thing about Um, and I suppose what we will be talking about lockdown um, has been that I've had to become for it for a a year now a businessman because I've I've not done one paid job but I've had to make sure because we're a limited company that that company that the people the assets are ready to roll out and as we will talk about later there's a lot of people certainly on the logistics side and bands who I know who aren't in that position so it's been yeah, it's been quite a roller coaster but uh yeah I'm kind of I'm more business minded now at the end of lockdown than I was at the beginning
0: now that's that's interesting because a number of the other people who I've spoken to along the way in these interviews which have all really inspired me have have said that they've learned new skills in the last year thought of different ways of doing things I know I've had to do it I'm used to being out and about and I've spent most of the last year um, here actually at, at this desk this is where I've I've spent most of the last year and so there are a few positives to come out of it amongst all the negatives but sort of rewinding in time a little bit most of the people watching or listening to this will probably know you from your UK number one spirit in the sky I'm saying UK number one actually I know it was number one here I don't know if it was number one anywhere else but I didn't meet you before that, but I saw you on stage I think three or four years before that when when you performed at Oxford Poly um, and when you performed Supporting the Damned in Oxford just before that. That's the the first time I was aware of Doctor and the Medics, and I'm guessing that was relatively early on in your career as well.
1: Uh, That would have been 1985 because that was when we toured with the Damned, and that was a marvellous time. They gave us a real uh, springboard, if you like. Uh, I later, by the way, got to write uh, some of the lyrics for Grimly Fiendish, which was a number 22 hit for them or something. So, uh, yeah, we've had a friendship ever since. Uh, It was an absolute joy. I interviewed them for their 40th anniversary gig at the Albert Hall. I actually went on stage at the Albert Hall, which was to introduce the damned. I mean, there's two massive things there. And I'd kind of turned up all lighthearted. Sorry, I'm just going to distract for a little bit. because, And I'd kind of turned up all lighthearted. And as soon as I walked on the, the Albert Hall stage, I thought, get your act together here, Jackson. This is the, uh, there's something about places like that. And of course, The Damned have meant a lot to me. So it was, there we are. So we've had a long, long relationship with The Damned. But yeah, we toured with them in 1985 and you'd have seen us towards the end of 85, uh, just before we went in to record the album that had Spirit in the Sky on it, so.
0: And I um, I didn't know that about "Grimly Fiendish. Um... Somewhere in the loft, I've got the twelve-inch of Grimly Fiendish with Edward the Bear on the B-side. Um, I've got that somewhere. I've got a lot of, um, as well as vinyls of yours. I've got a lot of damned vinyls somewhere as well. So, um, Good Good yeah, some, someone else I've been into for for yeah. for a for a long time also. And so, so that was that was 1985, and then you had Spirit in the Sky, and then. The Dark Ages happened before social media was invented, and then the next time I I I started chatting to you, I guess, was on Twitter when I mentioned Spirit in the Sky and when I mentioned Doctor and the Medics. And you, I don't know whether you had a search alert set up or something like that, but all of a sudden I'd said some I'd said something mildly insulting, and then all of a sudden you replied to me
1: yeah there was <laughs> occasionally and i've had i get some flack from it because people say someone will mention my name in a slightly derogatory way or sometimes a very derogatory and let's be honest that's very easy to do and they'll, they'll get a reply from me um and people will say to people, oh don't mention him he'll be scouring twitter he's an ex he's a has-been he's got nothing else to do he'll jump on you like a like a like a social media vampire um and what what i do what, you know quite often if we're at a gig or we're traveling or or whatever, is I do go on. And the name was before social media. So there's four ways of spelling it with the various combination of doctor, DR, and and, and. so I just have a little troll. And I just love popping up to people and actually firing one across their bow just to see the reaction. And most people are, bloody hell, oh, he's going got that. And most people are extremely polite and get back to me. Um, but it's a good thing. And, it, it, you know, it, it's fun. It's fun because, uh, you know, you get a few really nasty people. I mean, you know, let, let we run, we're not even going to give them the airtime about talking about them. You know, people who've got nothing better to do. There's those that do and those that says the doers shouldn't. And, you know, I'm someone who does. And I don't comment on other people. But why people want to do that. It's inherent in their nature and uh, nothing you can do about it. But uh, the ones who are quite kind of quite light-hearted, like yourself, you pick up a dialogue. And because with us and I suppose getting on to um, our status and how lockdowns affected us, which is where we're heading with a band like us, you know, we are very uh, accessible. We're not what people think we are at all. We've had a one hit one. Well, I had a one hit uh well well, we don't mention it we had two but we because they don't write books about one and a half hit wonders um and most of our career has been gigging before we had spirit in the sky we'd been playing for four years and we built up we were packing venues like the clarendon hotel in london we were getting a thousand people every time we played um and we've been a gigging band and to this day and this is true although one thing about lockdown is i've remedied something it's not a lot but a little bit we've never had a royalty ever from any record we've released all our money has been from gigging so um we had a massive dip in the middle of the 90s and then the last i suppose 20 years have been a comeback our comeback is about three times longer than most bands careers (laughs) like a bomber coming out of a very slow dive but we gig for our live that's how we earn our money so um it's great i'm not you know i'm not sitting here moaning and going oh you know it's so hard it's not it's what we love to do and i hope that love comes across and that's why people like us but um we were coming into um 2020 and honest as you know it was our busiest year this was the year that we'd been building up for for many many years we've been getting on different platforms for gigs getting a bigger following all around and this was the year when i looked at it and thought oh this might be a year my bank manager starts talking to me.
0: <laughs> I guess when when I came to, or, or, or rather, 1985 is further away from now than the 60s were when I came to see you in 1985.
1: So I guess um, I, I, do those, I do those sums in my head as well. <laughs> scary
0: isn't it yeah it is so I guess an awful lot of the people who who saw you around that time um well we're now in our 50s and we're enjoying the reunion concerts and the um you know looking back concerts as well and that sort of thing and I I know you've 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 been um locally around here you've played some of the festivals and day festivals uh, around this part of the world as well and 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 yeah i mean that that sort of comes to the point of 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 where we started this because like you say last year should have been your biggest year ever and then it wasn't and so i've been watching how you keep in touch with with your fans your audience and i've been i've been really impressed with that and like a like a couple of the people i've interviewed on on this series I'm not even sure that you were doing that from a, a marketing visibility visibility point of view. It, it, it comes across as you just enjoy keeping in touch with people. Um, right. The, the, there are
1: definitely two sides to it. Um, one is you have to keep a certain amount of visibility, but not everybody from a business side probably reads or t- takes any notice of the kind of posts you're talking of uh sort of reaching out to people so there's two things if we get anything if i do anything um like this weekend i'll be posting up the first track from the album a live version of that so that's kind you know you're keeping stuff flowing through there um but the other side of it no i right okay i went through and every musician what well, i was you know basically saying all of those who we had our year lined up of course, you spend your winter booking in gigs, booking hotels, booking transport, spending out money, getting ready, and then of course you March, April, big sigh of relief, and then May, and then you you bang into it, and it's it's fantastic, and I love, you know, I mean the band will tell you, I, I go on stage the first festival of the year, I'm in tears before I go on stage because it means that much to me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so. Oh, I, yeah. I just think, I, I still think that live entertainment. um something unique it brings people together it breaks barriers especially as you alluded to there the uh kind of festivals we play now which are you know uh we're under no illusions if a doctor and the medics have a gig we wouldn't pull you know whether the festival's two thousand or twenty thousand we know they're here for the festival experience so we have the job of winning them over every time which i love um and um But that, because there's all different bands on, you know, you get people from all different social circles, everything, and they come together, they might see a band they've never seen before, they might love it, They talk to people, and that breaks down barriers and it makes people feel good, and that goodness goes into their lives, into their families, uh, into their societies, so I think that's, you know, live entertainment, Um, for me, is is fantastic, so come the festivals, as you say, to me, that's the ultimate arena, so that all disappeared. And as the realization happened, I mean, I remember our drummer phoning me up, saying, no, it's all right, mate, you know, we'll get this out of the way. Come July, we'll be back on. And I was like, no, Aid, you know, I don't think it will. And um, we've had so many false starts, because if you remember originally, they were saying, well, will gigs happen in July? Maybe come back in October. Oh, maybe, so we've had stop, 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 stop. But that first one, as the dominoes started going, um, and you looked at all your, your work, your business plan, your model, if you like. You looked at the whole thing and within five days it had gone. I, you know, I suppose it's like a farmer who's got his cash crop and that's his life dependent on it. And the plague of locusts just comes and takes it all. And you take a battering. You take an absolute battering. I mean, I still get emotional now thinking of it because I had um, and I know I come across on social media as uh, very positive uh, you know, positive and you know, and, and up there. But I came to that point from a very dark point because I would think, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Th- there's no model for this. There's no business plan. There's nothing. Um, and, you, you, uh, you know, I think, right, I'm going to take the weekends off. I'm going to go in the office Monday to Friday, and I'm just going to try and do stuff. And for the first three, four weeks, I would come in sit here and i'd look at the clock it'd be one o'clock in the afternoon and i i'd, I'd, I'd lost it I'd, what was i doing um I, I had a conversation with my brother and he gave me the best advice he said let it go it's gone it's finished it's gone just let it go just move on do what you've got to do just stop thinking about what's gone because that's what i was doing i was saying to him say mark oh this was good this and he said it's gone mate it doesn't exist the longer you hold on to what's you should have had as opposed to what you've got the worst it'll be and that was a turning point for me and then i i i turned it round and um started to that monday to friday thing started to really work so i got a three-stage plan stage one sandbags uh right so i was on it like a like a mad thing electricity mortgage payment holidays everything you could do get online uh charities it was amazing. You found charities that you didn't know existed for people in entertainment, people this, that and the other. I, I, I just spent a, a month or so mad because I thought, right, I've got to get I, whatever happens. I've got to survive the next few months without any gigs. So that was the, the short term. And I actually found I was really good at it. And once you it's like everything in business, isn't it? Or work. Once a snowball starts to roll and you think, oh, it's working. You get into you, so you, so you go so, on. So I got into the position where I got myself. I cut my overheads down. I was, you know, amazing. What I, I, I never thought I could live this cheaply in my life, but I am. You know, I'm, I, students spend more money a week than I do now. um So I got into this position. Then the second phase, short term, medium term, the medium term, was um, find some income, get some money in, whatever you do. So I started to, I'd always made CDs and DVDs uh, and vinyl for people as a bit of a broker, if you like. So I just expanded that a little bit. So I got some money coming in. Um, I, I started to sell stuff on eBay. But when we mentioned the royalties, of course, that's one of those jobs where you think, oh, one day I'll sort that out. One day I'll sort that out. And so I got into it. I thought, right, who owns that? Where's that? you know, who owes me, where's that publishing? So I actually started doing that and that's a process that's still going on and will probably go on for many years. But now again, I've started it. It's good and it's going to see me well later. So as a result, there will be a little bit of money coming to me and the band um, for for recordings that we've done. So I started to do that in the medium term. And then the long term, well, that's still to come. But one thing I did was I wrote a show called The Doctor Will See You Now, which... During the little break at the end of October, uh, we did two performances in small pub venues, and it's fantastic. But as a result now, it's being booked into theatres. Um, you know, we're, we're going to Fairfield Halls in Croydon, uh, the Guild Hall in, in, in Plymouth. Uh, Plymouth Ports. Do you know what? I want? We once did a Somewhere. gig in Plymouth, and I sent the band to Portsmouth. I've got a kind of really weird, and if we have a gig in either of them now, uh, I have to double-check the contract. Yeah, it's in. Hold on. Yeah. Limith. yeah uh so uh, so it's it, so going forward that's kind of affected where I'm going to go forward so i i did this plan and then um i then started to notice people on social media crumbling um is the best way to describe it um and i just thought well i've i've done all this um i'm going to let them know so i just started posting stuff and saying both on mental health, financial. And I said to people, reach out. I said, look, you're not alone. Reach out. If you want to talk, you know where I am. Um, and a couple of times I've said that. I've spent two or three days doing nothing, but um, set, one guy was going to sell his guitar to pay his rent. And I said, that's not a good business model. What are you are going to sell next month? You need that. The last thing you do is sell that guitar. Have you done this? No. Have you done that? No. Have you? Right. Give me your email. And in the end, i got a. I have got a. Word document and in order of who to contact and the charities. And I just emailed it to people. I said, work your way through this list. I said, don't do it all in a day. It will break you. Um, even if you just do one today, do one and then one tomorrow, and then you find you do two or three. So I started doing this to people and, um, you know, people came back to me and said, you know, thanks. You know, I've, I've got this, I've got the, you know, da, 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 da. So, so it kind of worked. So all I did was I put my plan together. It worked. So I just thought, Let's share this and let's you know um, help other people. And it's so that was the non-business side of social media, um, and it was yeah, it would. It, and 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 hopefully, you know, it's it's helped some people keep their businesses and their bands.
0: I I didn't know that bit. Um, I've been uh, I've, I've been really upfront um, and came out as such on Facebook and, and sort of publicly last year that 2018. Wasn't a great year for me, and um, ended up with, with with me having my my mental health problems, and and I didn't know who to reach out to at the time, and I, I don't mean that as any offence to the people who who offered at the time, who I I was too embarrassed to speak to, but I didn't know that about you, and that's brilliant because I I know I've been really fortunate. I've got a business that I've been able to to pivot i think that's the word that everyone's using and run from here just as successfully as i was was running out on the road i think the the, the fact that you've kept in touch with people in that way without expectation of of anything back is 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 just inspirational and the, the second thing is that when i went when you and i first chatted on twitter and obviously when i've seen you on stage and i think with anyone that people see on stage what what they don't quite get is that we're all um trying to make a living that's that's what we we're, we're doing in the background this is just the the um slightly unusual odd way that, that we choose to make a living and and so your 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 honesty there about everything that you've done to keep the wheels on stuff um is is again really inspiring because you know, people sort of—I I, guess—literally put people on a pedestal if if they've seen them on stage and don't always get that we're just going through the same trials and tribulations of, of trying to run a business in the background and and along the way. Um, I know you've been selling merchandise. Where's the camera? There. I. Um, yeah. th- th- there is a there is a little bit of truth here. Um, I've I've dropped a, a little bit of weight in the last couple of months um, and. That t-shirt sort of swamps me now. Um, I was I was gonna wear it today, but A, that seemed um that, that seemed a bit a bit stalky. Um and, and secondly, it, it sort of swamps me. And then I've done the bit. You you talk about staying visible and staying relevant. Um I've done the bit primarily on LinkedIn, which is um which is 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 sort of my place, my my audience as such. I've kept posting videos of me speaking on stage so that people don't forget that I speak on stage when they come to to booking speakers on stage again, and I suppose the sort of the business side of it is is that you've been doing stuff like that as well. You've you've been reminding people that that you're there with with videos and that sort of thing.
1: Well, absolutely, um, and um, we have also been making an album, um, which we've had times. I mean, at the moment we can't do it, but I've had time now to finish writing. The songs that I've done. And so when lockdowns does start to ease, and we can um, you know, I mean, a majority of this album's recorded. So um my mind is now uh my next part, as I said, I'm in the medium term, but I'm now planning the long term. Um and that will be the social media I will shift from the here I am, call me, oh, you know, whatever <laughs> I do, I don't know. We'll shift and you you'll notice a gear change because I'll be pushing the uh, one-man show. The doctor will see you now. I'll be pushing the album, and we'll be getting people involved in actually. We're we're going to start running up as the album's going to come, so that will be a very different tack. It it it. You, you can I just backtrack to when you said about mental health there? Yeah, of
0: course, always.
1: Because um, right, there are right. Anyone who's had depression knows depression is depression. They know that you need very often medical help. You need medication, you know, your body hurts, you ache, you can't, you know, your body, it, it's physiological. It's totally debilitating. Uh, and anybody who's been there doesn't want to go there again and has total sympathy with everyone who does have it. So, um, and there has been, you know, an indefinite increase in, uh, clinical depression. Mm-hmm. Now higher up the ladder, if you like, or lower down the ladder, less in less debilitating. um, is the feeling that a lot of us have had, which has been, we've been bloody unhappy to the point, very close to depression. And sometimes there's a gray area, is this depression? Or am I going, you know, have I lost it? Or am I just miserable? So, um, and when I told you about my dark period um, last year, uh, I, I had to ask myself, um, am, I, am I, you know, what is it, it how bad is this? And you have to look at, do you know what? There's almost an expectancy that modern life, with everything we've got, that we all need to be happy, that, you know, you should be happy. And if you're not, whose fault is it? What's going wrong? No, we're not always happy. Um, and, you know, it's okay to not be happy. And you have to look, you, you know, some will vary. Some live their lives like that. Some live their lives like that. I kind of live like that. And when I'm down here, um, I'm okay being unhappy, I accept the fact, you know, if you grief, you're unhappy. But if you're grieving, you're unhappy. If you've lost, like, so at the beginning of last year, I thought, well, of course I'm unhappy. I've lost, almost lost my business. I've lost my year's work. I've lost everything I've built up for. I've lost my friendship, so the contact with my friends. I, no wonder I'm unhappy. No wonder I'm in this pit. So it, it's like the snow globe shaking. That's, what's ha- that's what happened last year, the snow globe shake. we're all trying to make sense of it and of course you can't you have to let you have to give your body and mind physiologically a chance to settle before you start seeing the clear picture um and that took me a while but once i was there i thought yeah all right i've got this i know why i'm unhappy and now i'm going to deal with it so i think some people now um may if they're unhappy they think that it's been kind of it's it's wrong that somehow we should all be happy. And one thing I've tried to do when when I would do all my posts and everything else, I'd be like, yeah, we can do this, great. You know, I'd be upbeat. And then suddenly I thought, do you know what, if I was depressed or down and I saw someone like me being happy every time he appeared on screen, I'd want to strangle him um, because I'm not, I'm not feeling it. So um, I, I think it's really important to say to people that No, yeah, we have been through a historic time, a historically bad. My mum actually said to me, she's found this worse than going through the war, which made me, which I went, what? You know, how come? She said, well, in the war, you know, you weren't isolated. You saw people. You could go out and do that. So this will go down in history as an amazing time and and an amazingly hard time for people. So everyone uh, who is out there right now and is in that dark pit you're not alone. You know, I've been there. A lot of us have been there. I, I may well be there again before we go back to gigging, but it's okay. All you've got to do is realize why you're unhappy. And once you do that, you can start to build it. But of course, you know, uh, I don't want people with depression looking at me and thinking, yeah, you don't know. I do know. All right. And that's different to what I'm talking about. So we need, you know, and I don't know. You know, you can't, when, when, you're, in, when you're going through a fit of depression, a lot of people who suffer from depression know they're going into it and there's nothing they can do. But if you're not going, if you're not de- physically, mentally depressed, de- medically depressed, you can you can help yourself probably more than you realise, I think. So I hope, I hope that doesn't sound too, um, too uh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm just trying to say that no. you know, there, is, there is sometimes a way out of
0: feeling unhappy and it's okay
1: to be unhappy
0: it is okay uh, i um as, as as you know i had COVID at the beginning of the year and someone commented at the end of that that they wanted me to stop with the depressing posts i i think what are what are words they used and actually what i think is really important um i you know pe- people watch what I'm up to these days I put a lot of videos out I'm um, usually a very positive person and and I actually think it's really important for people to see that 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 isn't an act that that's me and yet what also isn't an act is that sometimes I can be really thoroughly fed up um, and in January and particularly at the end of January I I was I was really fed up and that's real. That's that's yeah. just as real as the fact that I'm I'm working from home now as 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 you can see. And I think there needs to be a reality that as well as the as well as the version of Clive the Doctor that you become on stage, I know that's still you, but it's a slightly bigger version of you. I think it's really important for people to see that that you're you and you are am I'm I'm gonna use that word again. You you are a bloke running a business and, and and that's that's part of you just as well as the stage persona. I think it's really important for people to to see that so that they don't feel that that everyone else is is doing better than them or, or managing to to be happy all the time. I think that is just as important.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um and I think yeah, as I say, I realised possibly um towards the end of last summer that some of my um, posts and everything were that happy guy, were that kind of, you know, and, you know, when I put those posts on, I was in that, uh, you know, I'm very defiant. I still am, you know, I mean, you know, we're we're winning this war, you know, we are getting there Mm -hmm. and, you know, trust me, I will be, I will be a mess when I go on stage the first (laughs) time. I'll be like, oh, you know, I will be absolutely crying tears of joy, you know, and we are getting there, and I can't wait. And I am that, that person. But, you know, the truth is, like everybody, I, I just, yeah, as you say, I want everyone to know that the truth is that I'm, I'm a, I, you know.
0: <laughs> you're normal. I've, I've,
1: I've suffered a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And you're normal along the way. When is the first gig? I've seen no, you mentioning in recent.
1: Norm, yeah, normal. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when's the first gig then when um i mentioned no
1: idea. you've no, no idea. idea no and i've stopped i've stopped um uh kind of uh getting myself or the band or everyone ready you know because we've had so many false starts um but i think we're just gonna wait and see i mean if you want the serious side of it i think june the 21st is intentionally very optimistic i hope i'm wrong i think it's possibly too soon, but um, if it is, I'm not going to fall to pieces. I'm not going to uh, think, oh, no, you know, this can't happen. No, uh, There's some gigs. I mean, I had early in July, it's my 60th birthday, and we had a great run of gigs that were just going to be, they are the perfect gigs I want to do around my birthday. And, the, you know, they've gone. I don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll, you know, they are being moved. Uh, so I kind of think there's some gigs later in July and then certainly in August, I'm very upset if they don't go on, but I'm, I'm just not, I'm going to take it when the time is right because we, before we came on air, you know, we were talking about COVID and we buried a, a family member last week, um, died of COVID and, um, you know, this, the, the, the effect this disease has on people for the rest of their lives. Um, and you know, I'm not one. Anyone who's followed me at all knows that I'm not one who underplays the effect of it. And I and I and I still, you know, wearing masks, do that, do everything because it is vitally important. And we still haven't got. You know, the reason we are not out of lock lockdown yet is because we're not on top of it. We are not. And you know, and anybody who starts sort of flaunting it, thinking oh we're almost there now, you know, you you, you don't know. You know, we, this is still a race against the virus because. That bloody virus could just mutate one like that once and then suddenly they go, oh, hang on, vaccines aren't working on this one. And we almost go back to square one. So we've got to keep vigilant and we've got to get on top of this. So for me. As much as I want to get back, I need to get back to work. I will happily sit here for another month or two months longer than we think, just so that we can get to a situation where any recovery is tangible and real. I don't want another false start.
0: Well, let's hope we don't have them. And and before we we come to the end um, you you you've sort of talked about it all the way through. But for you know, you didn't consider yourself a businessman at the beginning of this, and yet you've you you you've worked all of that out along the way. What advice would you give to to someone who who has had to shut their doors or? Or their business changes in the future through through something they didn't see coming. Uh, knowing what you know now, based on the last year or so, what yeah. what advice would you throw out to that person?
1: Right. Wouldn't, wouldn't this be odd if someone actually took my advice and said, "Well, what you know? Well, my business was going terrible. Why? I took the advice of that singer from <laughs> <laughs> Doctor and, and it turned my business around. So please, nobody sue me if this is wrong. But. Um, <laughs> I suppose you've got to reinvent yourself. And I think this isn't just true of business. I think we have opportunities here. Uh, And I think that going back a little while, I remember Alan Sugar saying, um, you know, right, it's time. Get your shirt and tie on. Get your dress on. Get back in the office. You know, of course, he had a vested interest. And I found it quite ironic. You know, he's he's a real estate and office blocks were empty. And obviously, you know, he saw his empire sort of struggling with that. But the ironic thing about that is he was – He was with his personal computers with, you know, he was a pioneer. So he was responsible for a lot of the changes over the last 30 years, you know, in in business directly. Uh, And then he wanted us to go back. Well, you know, I I thought, hang on, you've had your turn. You've, You've built your empire. Now you just want to hold on to it. There's new things happening and there's new business models happening personally. And this might be naive. I see a big opportunity for cities. I think people are now they, they're working from home is uh, it, it. It's just come on a massive step, hasn't it? We've been forced to do it. And now look, let's be honest. The way we're doing this interview now compared with a year ago. Yeah, far better. Um, people are getting used to meetings. People are renting office space for maybe one or two days for their business all to work from home, then come in and have that one day, which is far more productive. Um, Office blocks are being looked at for residency. Now, could you imagine London? So you, you know, this is environmentally better. You haven't got people commuting for hours on end. Mental health is better. Health is better. It's better for the um, the environment. Uh, London, you know, could be virtually pedestrianised. It could be, uh, you know, uh, it could be a a residency place with restaurants and. It's gonna. We have got an opportunity to change. So whilst that's on that side of it, on our own little business side of it. We've got an opportunity to change, and um, anyone who's in business now—and this this is especially true for people in my uh, in the music business, the entertainment business—is <clears throat> we are creative people. Business people are creative people. Think of what you had when you started, nothing. Think of what you got now, probably not quite nothing, but you know, almost there. How did you do it? You know, you, you you've got that imagination you've got those resources, you've got that ability, you just probably didn't plan. I mean, I didn't plan at 60 to be doing what I was doing at 18, trying to rebuild my business, but that's what I'm doing. Um, So, you've got that opportunity now. So, use those skills and you've got a load of binary decisions. That one takes you back to where you were, maybe rethink it. So, with the, the show I've written, I'm now, this year, later I never thought I would be doing a theater show ever in my life. And of course, as I get older, that may well suit my, um, you know, physical abilities to perform. So just from sit back, don't force getting back to exactly how you were. Maybe just sit back and think, hang on, why am I doing that? Why am I paying for that? Why am I doing that? Why don't I? And you just never know. You might find a different way of doing things. This is not, you know, a struggle to get things back to how they were this is possibly for some people an opportunity to do things differently for the future so that's my advice
0: in in a video that i did from this room actually wearing wearing that t-shirt cuz I, I i remember it very well i talked last april about the big red reset button was being pressed on all of us and and what you've just said yeah. there is just wonderful because for, for for those of us who are choosing to run our own businesses this opportunity to to really take this opportunity to sit back and think what do we really want this business to look like going forward that that is an opportunity for us and I'm really I'm pleased you've seen that I will um, I'll make sure I come and see the show um, I haven't seen the well, show on yet that
1: note, on that note I had I had a brainwave the other day and I'll, I'll say it now um, I'm writing to all the van companies, um, that do electric vans. And I'm saying, do you want an advertising opportunity? Uh, cause here you had a ba- yeah, I've got a band who gig and gig and gig and gig, how to convert people to electric vans. If you want to send us with a camera on the road for six months in one of your vans, uh, so that people can actually see that it's possible. Cause I believe it's possible because everyone's saying, oh, you got to stop and recharge. And I said, no, think about it. Right. We stop for dinner, right? Yeah. We stop for this. We do that. Da, 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 da. We just got a planet, and just think about it. We could be touring around in an electric van, and we could prove. I'm um, determined, one way or another, to prove that bands can tour in electric vehicles. Because to me, uh, you know, th- sorry, I just got this tangent. Before we go. Someone's watching. I need an electric van, right? No, and I think doctor and the medics could prove that your vans work. So (laughs) push that one.
0: So I shameless plug at the end there. Well, don't be ashamed of it because I exist in the business networking world. As you know, I know quite a lot of people who lease vehicles. So. If if you're watching this and you lease vehicles and you you want a real influencer and an influencer of people my age, who do actually drive quite a lot. If you want a real influencer to um, to drive one of your vans and promote it, then you've got that opportunity right here. Um, get in touch with, with Clive, the doctor. Please do. Um,
1: you've made my day. You've called me an influencer. Oh, my, <laughs> my daughter will suddenly be proud of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've, I think it's a... You, you've got all of these fans and they, you know, I am gosh I was filling up my car probably twice a week, and that doesn't when I think back at it that doesn't really fit with with my ethics at all um and the fact that I'm filling up the car once every six weeks or so now um and and usually just to 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 make sure that the thing's still running um it, that I'm enjoying the 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 change in speed the change in environment not burning up the environment as much as I can um one of the things that I've written, and I'm really um, pleased that you've given me a segue to, to say it, I I wrote in my first book that every big opportunity starts with a little conversation. And the fact that you and I had that little conversation on Twitter six or seven years ago, whatever it was, and it's led me now to the opportunity to to speak to you on this has really genuinely has been a pleasure. I've loved the way that the conversations flowed and gone into different subjects, and I love that you've acknowledged that um, it's not all plain sailing and you're not always in character. I think that's that's a, a really important message for for people to hear. Um, I also know you're busy, so so thank you ever so much for your time, Clive. I've I've really appreciated it. If the people who are watching this, if if they want to find you online, where's the best place for for them to come and look?
1: Um, well, it, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, th- these days, everyone you say, oh, we, you know, give the address the website. If you just type <laughs> doctor and the medics these days, we come up. But the main one is the fa- the Facebook page. Uh, the website kind of probably needs a bit of maintenance here and there. But uh, yeah, the day to day is on the website, or, um, you know, or which connects me to my page I've got Clive Jackson and the doctor and the medics page but they're both they kind of yeah one where one ends and the other one begins we don't know so just uh, have a look for me you'll find me there's nobody else calling themselves doctor and the
0: medics (laughs) and I will put out um, uh, there is another Stefan Thomas actually the the guy who lost um, however many million pounds on bitcoin has got the same name as me which has led me to a lot of really weird facebook messenger conversations <laughs> over the last couple of months Lo- lots of people are sure that they can hypnotize me to find the password that that i've not lost because i'm not that Stephen thomas um oh poor man on that bombshell clive the doctor uk number one recording artist um oh. thank you ever Influen- so much for your time influencer. and influencer
1: <laughs> well thank you for the time and everybody uh please you know If you see us playing in a town near you, come and see what all the fuss is about. You never know. You might be surprised.
0: That was the Networking Retreat audio show. Thanks for listening. If you loved what we had to say and you'd like to hear more, then please subscribe. If you know of anyone else you feel would benefit from this podcast, then please share it with them. We'll see you next time.